The information provided in this podcast episode is for education and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional and should not be considered or used as clinical or professional consultation. With that said, here is a taste of what you will get in today's episode. You are not the same. And I think the best thing that you can do for yourself in that process is literally to grieve your past self, right? Um, Make space to honor that part of you during that particular stage of life. Now keep listening to today's episode because it is bound to help you bloom into your best self. And of course, thank you so much for your support. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Bloom Into Your Best Self. I'm your host, Narissa Harris, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And on this podcast and in my work in general, I am on a mission to help you bloom into your best self. The topics that I cover will be brought to you in a raw, authentic, and unapologetic way. Sometimes I talk about topics from the perspective of my clinical expertise, but more times than not, I share from my personal experiences in life, which will always come from the perspective of a Black woman first, because listen, I'm a Black woman. So you will naturally get some cultural awareness and sensitivity tips here on this podcast. But overall, on my podcast, you will get some self-help tips, some encouragement, some motivation, some inspiration, because again, my overall mission is to help you bloom into your best self. So listen, with all of that whole mouthful said, (laughs) let's get into today's episode, which is entitled All The Things. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I hope you're doing okay. For the most part, I'm all right. I got a little bit of a scratchy throat. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I have I have been sick free for a couple of a couple of I feel like a couple of months now. It was about where the girls were sick and then I would get sick and then they would get sick and it was a never ending circle. Okay. And I am rebuking all of this scratchy throat situation happening. We are not doing this two weeks before my convention. It just is not happening, okay? So I'm gonna be sipping a little bit of water with my throat start getting a little little scratchy. You might hear me cough because you know, this podcast is all about realness, okay? Um, And I ain't got time to be editing out natural life. But otherwise I'm doing good, very excited. Like you just heard me say, My convention is in two weeks and I am, listen, I am just so excited and so very proud of myself for deciding to do it this year in 2023 instead of pushing it off to 2024, which is what I was originally going to do. And one of the elders for black psychology was like, ma'am, you got a whole how many months before this, this convention happens? And I'm so glad that he encouraged me because I'm really proud of myself. I'm very excited to be going down there and presenting on this topic. Um, If you all don't know, I'm presenting on uh, 
uh, black women and our silent struggle with miscarriage and postpartum. And I'm going to just kind of talk to people about how to apply some theories of black psychology um, to the healing process in both of those scenarios, be it if you've had a miscarriage, if you are experiencing postpartum, or if you've experienced both. Um, So I digress, but I guess it was good for me to tell y'all that because today is um, the last episode until um, September because I need to focus on the convention that's coming up and then my baby is getting ready to go to TK and so I just want to be present and most of the time I take a little summer sabbatical anyway so that's what we're gonna be doing but today (laughs) let me get back to the topic at hand today we are going to be talking about two topics that um, was submitted by my followers and these topics um, were submitted on different polls because if you follow me on Instagram um, which you should be blooming to your best self is my handle but if you um, follow me on Instagram you know occasionally I do these little polls where I'll ask people you know what they want to hear me talk about on the podcast. And so these two topics came in at different times, but they go really, really well together, I think. And so I have lumped them together in this episode, and I'm really excited that I was able to lump them together because I didn't want um, the follower that submitted either one of these Um, topics to wait until September because I'm going to be taking a little bit of a a summer break. And so I am very, very excited to talk about these topics today. But again, let me just say one more time. I want y'all to get comfortable today. I don't know how long this episode going to be, but just enjoy it because it's the last episode until September the 6th. I'm giving y'all an actual date so that you know I'm not going to just ghost y'all because you know sometimes I be ghosting the podcast, but I will be back on September the 6th, which is a Wednesday of 2023, okay? Um, And so that is when I will return. I decided not to come back in August because like I just said, listen, the baby is getting ready to go to TK. She's still my baby. Mind your business. Don't judge me. And my other baby, I'm going we're going to embark on potty training. Okay. And so August is going to be real full. So we're going to be real active over here. So to make sure that I show back up in your speakers, your headphones and your car, however you listen to my podcast, September was the best. Okay. But let's really get into today's episode. So we are really going to be talking about all the things. That is why I've titled it that. And so let me tell you the topics that um, my followers wanted to hear me talk more about. The first one was me talking more about, they asked um, to talk more about all the things that we're not told after pregnancy, after having a child, and after a miscarriage. Um, And then the other topic is talking more about grieving your past self and really blooming into the present you. And I just feel like those go hand in hand. And I'm going to show y'all how they do go hand in hand because these are some really great topics. So thank you so much, so much, so much, so much for submitting, for participating. Girl, I know you listening. I appreciate you. And hopefully I do your topic some justice. So we are calling this episode all the things because we literally going to be talking about all the things. So let's get into it. Okay. Um, I'm going to break down the first topic 
um, in the first half. And then the second topic, I'm going to break down in the last half of today's show. I do want to name that some things may be triggering because y'all know I'm pretty blunt with the terms. Most of the time, I don't lead lead nobody up to anything. I just kind of say what I need to say. But I do want to be mindful, especially when we're talking about miscarriage, that some of this stuff might be triggering. And so if it's too much for you, you know, as much as I love y'all following and listening, girl, don't don't force yourself to listen to this episode if it starts getting triggering. Um, I'm trying not to make it too triggering, but sometimes you never know. It could be a little thing that can can make you triggered. Um, and so I kind of remember that happening for me. You wouldn't think that it was triggering, but it, it would be, right? So I just want to put that out there. Um, and I'm just going to start. I'm going to start with miscarriage. I clarified with my follower if she meant like all these things in order or all these things separately. And she kind of was like, I'm just looking for, you know, more conversation around each thing separately. So I'm going to break each thing down, miscarriage, pregnancy, and after you have a child, because honey, people don't be telling you the stuff. They don't be telling you nothing. And I ain't got all the answers, but I'm going to try my best to go over the things that stood out to me that I was like, man, I wish somebody had told me that. Right. So, um, if let's get on, let's get with miscarriage. Okay. (sighs) And with all these topics, it's just so many things that people don't tell us, but as far as miscarriage, let's do physical and emotional. Okay. Um, some of the things that I remember being like, man, like people didn't really, really tell you the biggest thing with physical is how long it takes your body to recover, right? It takes a long time, okay? And I mean, we, I I feel like I got over 90% of women listeners. And so, you know, we we have the, the, the little monthly friend, okay? And she's annoying for the, the, the four to seven days that she's here. Okay. But when you have a miscarriage, it takes a long time to stop bleeding. And the doctor tells you that, but when you are in it, it's like, is this going to ever end? And I think the thing that they don't tell you is it's more so like the the not even necessarily the heavy bleeding because that typically at least in my story didn't last a really long time but it's the spotting and it's the continuing to need to at least wear like a um little panty liner or even a, a thin pad it just is too much it just does not go away it literally can last three to six weeks straight and so I just wish a little more emphasis had been put on that as opposed to the check mark of what the doctor would say. Um, and then more on the physical is sometimes your body responds as if it's still pregnant, right? So if all the tissue hasn't been removed, if you didn't lose all of the tissue from that pregnancy, your body will continue to grow. Your body will continue to produce Um, I've even heard none of my pregnancies went as far as some women that I have known and have worked with. But um, for some women, even after, you know, unfortunately, like a stillbirth, your breasts are still producing milk. 
Um, so you're grieving the loss of this baby that you don't have, but your body is still producing as if you have a baby. Like if, and then if it wasn't super far along, like your, your stomach may still grow because it's the hormones in there thinking that there's a baby in your uterus. And so it's just a lot that happens with your body physically. Um, and then it's really painful if you have to go in and have a DNC, um, which is something that is necessary to do if you do want to continue to try having another baby. If the tissue doesn't pass on its own after a certain period of time, you have to go in and do that um, procedure. And it's an in-the-office procedure. You're awake. You're not put to sleep. Um but it's 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 a it's a bit painful and so you know the physical stuff of the miscarriage is a lot it is it's really difficult and it's a continuous reminder that you lost something that you were expecting to have you you were expecting to have a baby and that expectation is now gone which moves us to the emotional piece right um there is a lot of heavy sadness and depression. I feel like people don't necessarily tell you this because I think that people assume that that's what's going to happen. You're going to be sad and you're going to be depressed, but it can look very different. So for me, I was very sad. I was very down. I was very depressed, but I was irritable to the core. Okay. You, you say the wrong thing and you're going to get cussed out. You're going to get, you go get cussed out and I don't care. And because I was just kind of moving, moving, moving with, especially with the first two miscarriages and still going to work, it kind of, people may have assumed that I was not sad or I'm, I was not depressed, except for the people that were really, really close to me. I mean, they knew what was going on, but pe people on the outside looking in might have just been like, oh, she's just mean, you know, but it, I was actually grieving and I was hurt and it was something I was longing for that I, I didn't have. Um, and so just really remembering that there's a, a deep sadness and some deep depression that can look different um, when you are dealing with the aftermaths of a miscarriage or pregnancy loss. Um, the hormonal imbalance that your body go through is a lot. So it's still tying into the body acting like it's still pregnant. And then when it realizes that it's not pregnant, then all these hormones just start shifting and you almost feel like you're going a little crazy. Um, but that's because the body is really trying to get balanced again. So um, my face would break out. Other people that I know kind of had other like physical or physiological experiences with their body, um, the hormone imbalance is real, okay? Uh, what else did I want to talk to y'all about? Um, if, you, if somebody knew that you were pregnant, you got to face them at some point. And I don't think people talk about this a lot. Like, I think, again, this is something that we all know has to be done, but there's not a lot of talk about this. So if you know, cousin Joe knew that y'all was expecting the baby in, you know, August. And, you know, now you don't have a baby in August. That's something that's going to eventually come up or it's going to just be the elephant in the room. Um, and to, like I kind of said in the beginning, remembering that triggers are kind of going to be around a lot. And you might not even realize that a trigger is a trigger until it's in your face. Um, and so the big obvious trigger for me was seeing another woman with a baby, um, or being somebody else saying that they pregnant, 
But I also found myself really, really triggered when I saw women who clearly was not trying to be nobody's mama. You know, that was a trigger for me. Um, And so, you know, triggers are around and to just keep that in mind when dealing with miscarriage. And then just two more things. Um, Really one, it's kind of two on my notes, but it really is lumped into one in regards to miscarriage is that you will never forget, right? Um, You're going to always kind of remember the times that you were pregnant and that's never going to go away, even if you have kids, right? So here I am, child, some years later, okay? And I got two beautiful blessings of joy. Thank you, Lord, for these babies. Um, But I won't ever forget I was pregnant in December through January, right? I'll never forget that I was pregnant in August through September. I'll never forget that I was pregnant in October. Um, I'll never forget those months of, of like the actual month, you know what I mean? Like the name of the months when you were pregnant. And so it's just something you'll never forget. Um, Depending on kind of like your due date and how significant that was in your life, you might not forget that either. I know um, I don't remember quite when I was supposed to be due with all of the pregnancies, but one in particular I remember, um, I think the baby was supposed to be born either on my husband's birthday or around, around his birthday. And so I'll never forget that, right? So just remembering that you'll never forget these things. And it's okay if you get a little a little choked up about it when you think about it, right? Even when I do my miscarriage workshops for women, I still get choked up. And I might I might engage in, in some tear shedding because it is difficult. <laughs> it, you know, miscarriage is not, and I don't giggle like it's funny. It's, it's more like it's not an easy road to go through. And it's something you never will forget. And I think people don't talk about that. And people should talk about it. It doesn't matter if you have one baby, two babies, 14 babies after you've had a miscarriage. You will never forget that pain and how it feels and how it felt to lose that baby, to be expecting that baby, um, to be wondering, you know, did I do something wrong? You know, should I have not gone on that walk that day? Should I have not gone on that run? You know, just you, you, a lot doesn't get talked about and you just won't ever forget. So those are my thoughts on miscarriage. Um, let's get into pregnancy, child. What people don't be telling us about that, honey. Listen, I think it's a whole bunch of stuff that folks don't be talking about with pregnancy, but I'm just going to talk about a few. I'm going to take a quick little sip of water because my throat is scratchy and it's getting on my nerves. Give me like two seconds. Okay, so with pregnancy, listen, the first thing I just wish people would say and admit and stop playing with is the fact that pregnancy is not for everybody. Like even if you want a baby, okay? And you are craving for this baby and you done pray for this baby and you finally pregnant and the pregnancy is going well and everything is good, right? You good, the baby good, praise God. It still ain't for everybody. Listen, it was not for me, okay? The only two things I enjoyed 
about pregnancy is that I looked real cute in my clothes and my pooch was finally, it was finally a baby in the pooch. So then I could really feel like I could stunt and wear my stuff because I was a cute pregnant, right? But I didn't like being pregnant. It was not for me, okay? I also enjoy feeling my baby kick until about due date. And it was like, if you don't go to sleep, it's, it's enough moving around in there. I'm gonna need you to go to sleep. This was cute a couple of months ago. Now I know you good. Thank you, Lord. I felt you move today, but now it is midnight and I don't need you doing somersaults and cartwheels in my uterus and on my pelvis, okay? I don't need that right now. I don't find this cute. I am not interested, okay? Pregnancy ain't for everybody, okay? And it's not always this wonderful glow, okay? Because just because I was cute pregnant, listen, I had a moment, a couple of, like in the early beginning where my whole face, I think just like broke out and then I had a glow. But don't nobody talk about the prior, right? And then it's not always a glow for everybody. Like some people's face breaks out and it stays broken out. Some people get little dark patches on their skin. You know, people's women's hair be changing. Not everybody got that glow. And even if they got the glow, not everybody is feeling the glow because we tired. Which leads me to the next thing. You be uncomfortable when you're pregnant. I don't care how cute nobody look. I don't care how active she is. I don't care how she's presenting. There is going to be a period in that pregnancy when she got a back pain that make her want to punch somebody in the face, where she is having a craving that she's tired of having because she can't get the craving or either the craving ain't good for the pregnancy. Okay. And this it's all kind of levels of uncomfortability. One thing that happened for me was sensitivity to smell. Like my husband had this cologne, which I loved prior to getting pregnant. And each pregnancy, I was just like, can you just not put that on? I cannot be in the car with you. It would it would be times when he'd have to go and take his shirt off, change his shirt, and then come back in. At, at some point, he just stopped wearing the perfume. I mean, the perfume, the cologne. And for me, it was certain soaps that I couldn't wear no more that I had loved. I used to love taking my shower with this... Um, Dove, I think it's the peony and jasmine or whatever, one of those flavors. Um, I couldn't even shower with it. And after I had the baby, I still couldn't shower with it. Okay, so some things are permanent changes. Because even now I smell the Dove soap and Grace is almost two. And I still be like, I don't know if I'm still ready. I don't want to rock with that yet. Right. So it's just a level of uncomfortability that is too much. Another thing I think people don't talk about is just, we should just stop comparing our timelines and when certain things are supposed to be happening. Cause some things that are a delay in development of the pregnancy, and it don't mean something's wrong with the pregnancy. One example I always like to give is when you're supposed to feel the baby kick. People say that you're supposed to feel the baby kick. At least you supposed to at least feel this baby kick by the time you're 20 weeks. And with Faith, um, I couldn't feel her kick. And it wasn't nothing wrong. It was because my doctor said, I think she was behind my pelvis. And so it made it harder for me to feel the kicks because of how she was positioned. I did not consistently feel her kicking until I was like 23 weeks, okay? So we don't need to be comparing ourselves on these timelines. 
you know, at this time, this baby's supposed to be doing this. And at that time, the baby's supposed to be doing this. Are you supposed to be feeling this? Are you supposed to be looking like this? You know, they said nausea was supposed to go away after the first trimester. I was nauseated with faith until damn near six months, okay? And it wasn't the type of nausea that I had to be hospitalized. It was a type of nausea that got on my nerves where I couldn't eat nothing but my mother-in-law's greens. Thank God for her greens because they saved me and they so good. Listen, I still be getting the greens. So, but that's the type of uncomfortable, those type of things and that we ain't supposed to be following because it's not true for everybody. Okay. So that's, that's that. And then the other thing is your birth plan might not go as expected. Okay. Things may not go the way you want them to. I know people say this, but I need you to hear it. It may not go how you want it to go. I wanted to pray before they started my C-section with grace. I made it clear to every single person in that room. And I didn't even know that they was doing the C-section and neither did my husband. And I'm like, oh, y'all already started? And he was like, yes. So I'm like, we didn't even get to pray, you know? But I had my gospel music going. Me and my husband, you know, we prayed in the moment. But it ain't gonna always go as planned because sometimes these folks got their agendas and you just got to let it go. Like, I'm not going to fight and advocate for everything. Just listen, get my child out safely, okay? Um, and then the physical changes that happen after you have the baby, right? Again, your face break out. Even while you're pregnant, it's a whole bunch of extra fluids that be coming from places that we just don't be wanting them to come. You know, your wardrobe changes. You can't fit nothing. Your bras is just all too small or too tight or just uncomfortable, It'd be a lot. And I know, I know I'm sounding like Debbie Downer right now, but I'm just trying to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like pregnancy is for some people, but I think, you know, the things that we don't be wanting to tell people is the stuff that we be feeling like we shouldn't be feeling like. And I'm here to tell you, you can have all your feelings and still love your child and pregnancy don't be for you. Okay. So let's get into the child um, and what happens after you have your kid. Um, and let's just get into that. So let's just really talk about, um, what happens, right? So after you have a kid, um, a lot happens that I think don't nobody really be want to talk about, but for me, the big thing is the lack of control, the lack of control, the lack of control, like, 90% 90% of the time, don't nothing go as planned when you got these kids. And if you are a planner or if you are somebody that needs to know how things are going to go in life, listen, I ain't saying motherhood ain't for you because I'm somebody that likes to plan and I need to know how things go in life. But what I am saying is, girl, if you ain't got no kids right now and you want some kids, and you somebody that like things planned out and like to know how life is going to go, just start practicing now being okay with not knowing. Just practice now, girl. Girl, I'm just practice because the amount of times where I have sent myself into a frenzy because I didn't get to do this as planned or... I was expecting to be able to do this this week and that didn't happen, you know, or I was expecting to sleep, (laughs) you know, until when I'm not woke up out my sleep by a scream or a cry. Okay. That 
is going to prepare you. If you just practice, just practice a little bit because you, you definitely can still enjoy this journey of motherhood. If you are a planner and somebody that likes control, you got to just practice releasing control and releasing the plan sometimes because it ain't going to always go as planned. And that I think is the thing that really gets on a lot of, on a lot of mom's nerves because we be wanting things to go right. And we just got to realize that we ain't got no control. So that's one thing um, that I think people don't talk about. And I think another thing is it's not going to always be warm and fuzzy moments with your kids. You're not going to always be like, oh my God, they're so cute. They're the cutest little thing ever. I love it. 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 I can never get enough of them. No, sometimes you're not going to want to be around your kids and that's okay. Like, I don't know why society make it seem like that. That's not okay. Cause it is. Let me take a sip because the throat, I'm just on here run my mouth and it's making my throat hurt real quick. Hold on. So on the flip side of that, even though you don't necessarily always want to be around your kids and that's okay to really, really listen when people say that time goes by too fast. It's so true with these little people. I promise you time goes by so fast with these kids. I swear to you. I feel like I just was pregnant with Faith and I was just trying to get her little room together or we had just brought her back home from the hospital and she getting ready to walk up in somebody's TK, okay? I feel like I was just crying on my way to the hospital to have grace because I didn't know how I would possibly be able to expand my love to two little blessings of joy. Even though Grace was 100% planned, I was still worried about how am I gonna love this baby just as much as I love this other baby that I also prayed for. And listen, I will cut you high and low if you try me about my baby, about either one of them, okay? But I say all that to say, now Grace is in a whole twin size bed walking around here, making requests. The other day she was talking about, she wants some grapes. If you subscribe to my um, newsletter for moms, you done heard the story. She was talking about, she wants some grapes. Okay. And I feel like she just, she just was like on my chest, sleep, not able to smile, not able to do nothing but sleep. And she is a whole person now. So time goes by really, really fast. And it's important for us to really enjoy the moment. And then the last thing I'll say, and then we're going to take a break, um, is even when you think the cuddle moments are gone, you can still cuddle with your little one. And I say that because part of me is feeling like, God, Faith is getting so big. Like she's going to um, TK and now she's entering this phase of life where she's going to be in school for a lot of the day every day and the only time I'm gonna really have her is on breaks now right in summer but and then and then I was also feeling the same way with Grace like she don't necessarily want to cuddle all the time but sometimes she still do so I'm trying to like cherish it but I'm able to see that Faith actually still wants to cuddle with me so sometimes she'll sit up and cuddle with me or she'll want to lay her head on my lap 
And so it makes me feel like, okay, she's they're not going to cuddle like they was at six months, right? But they still can cuddle at four and almost two. And so don't think that cuddle moments are gone because they are still very much around. All right? All right, y'all. Listen, I've been talking for a long time. We're going to take a break. Um, I encourage you to do the same. (laughs) The second half of this podcast is not going to be another 30 minutes, I promise you. But um, let's just take a quick little break. Let me drink some water, clear my throat. Um, And then I'm going to go into the second half of the show, which is that second topic. And then, you know, we're going to just wrap up wrap up the show but make sure that you pay attention because i'm finna put in that black historian um and i want y'all to kind of you know see what they was all about i'll be right back jagartha 118 bc to 106 bc Jagartha was the son of Mastanabal and the grandson of Massania, who were Numidian rulers. His uncle, Messipia, died in 118 BC. Jagartha and Messipia's two sons, Adarnabal and Himsal, inherited the kingdom. Jagartha usurped western Numidia in 117 BC and eastern Numidia in 112 BC. As a result, war with Rome commenced. Numidia was located just west and south of Catharchian territory, and it later became a Roman province. Consequently, Jagartha had to contend with Rome for control of Numidia. The defeat of Carthage in 146 BC removed the basis for the friendship between Numidia and Rome. Manessa was reportedly aggrieved that the Romans had forestalled his own ambition to conquer Carthage, and after his death, his sons were reluctant to support the Roman armies, which were besieged Carthage. However, friendship between Rome and Numidia was maintained throughout the reign of Manessa's son, Messipia. Later, after Messipia's death, a clash surfaced between his descendants and the Roman Empire. If you want to know more, I encourage you to do your cultural homework so that you can bloom into your best self. All right, y'all, I am back. So now I want to talk about the second topic, which I think goes really, really well with what we have already discussed in regards to, um, you know, what people don't tell you after a miscarriage, what people don't tell you after a pregnancy, what people don't tell you, you know, after you've had a kid, right? Um, And that's about grieving your past self and really blooming into the present you. That's like the other topic that the follower wanted me to um, talk more about. So I'm going to break this down into two segments, so to speak, Um, and just really kind of breaking down what it means to grieve your past self in regards to like miscarriage, pregnancy, or having a kid, 
But then I'm also in the second kind of segment is break down what it means to grieve your past self just in general, right? So that's how I plan on doing this. So when we are grieving like our past self, be it if you've had a miscarriage, a pregnancy, or you've had a child or all of the above, right? You are not the same. And I think the best thing that you can do for yourself in that process is literally to grieve your past self, right? Um, Make space to honor that part of you during that particular stage of life, right? And when you do that, you will feel the grief and you'll feel the loss, right? I'll never be, you know, that same woman I was hoping to be pregnant, um, praying to be pregnant, spending that type of time with God, right? Um, And not saying I don't spend time with God, but when we're looking at grieving our past self, this is the only way I could come up with trying to give an example, if that makes sense. And so when I was having all those miscarriages, the, the way I was praying and how I was praying and how I was spending time with God is not how it is now. And that does not mean I'm any less of a, a Christian. And listen, if you ain't a believer, I am not trying to turn you. I'm just giving this as an example. I ain't going to shy away from who I am. And that is a believer in God. So I ain't trying to get you. I ain't trying to convert you, but I'm just trying to give an example. Okay. Um, But it doesn't make me less of a Christian. It doesn't make me less of a believer. Um, But I have to grieve the fact that I couldn't get up at, I cannot now get up at my leisure and spend all this time in the Bible that I want. Quiet uninterrupted, the ability to flip through, you know, one Bible and then the concordance in the back of another Bible, and then read a couple of verses and then write my prayer out, write what the verse means to me. I just literally can't do that. And I was having a hard time with that a couple of weeks ago because I was feeling like I wasn't being in my word. But then I was realizing well, you still are praying. You still are talking to God. It's just not this dedicated, uninterrupted time, which I had to let that go, right? I had to let go of the fact that at that season of my life, I didn't have no kids. So I had the the ability to seek God in a certain way. And now that I have kids, I have an ability to seek him in a different way, which is by surrendering them to him, praying over them kind of like in my head or when I put them to bed um, and trying to be more intentional about seeking God in that particular way and shifting my focus. But I had to grieve the fact that I cannot um, spend time the way I did when I was hoping and praying for these kids. And even when I was pregnant, particularly with faith, because I still didn't have another kid at that time, um, it just cannot be the same, right? And so all I can say is you really have to honor that particular part of yourself. And by honoring that part of yourself, when you are grieving the loss of that, there may be fragments of yourself that you can keep, right? I'm very much somebody that likes to write um, prayers, I like to journal 
And so I might just not be able to do that in the morning or I might not be able to do it every day. I might have to have a dedicated day and time that I do that. Um, And so I'm still holding on to a little bit of that, but releasing 90% of that, if it makes sense. Um, And by releasing the 90% of whatever you're you're grieving um, and releasing that back into the atmosphere, so to speak, you make space for a new you, right? Um, One thing that I have found really enjoyable, so to speak, is listening to gospel music um, with the girls and like incorporating that in them and instilling that in them in that way. Um, Looking up devotionals, trying to find something quick and easy to read and manageable to read, um, finding creative ways to to read the Bible. And so I know this got off on a, a little bit of a religious tangent, so to speak, but it's the only way that I can try and put an example to grieving your past self and allowing yourself to bloom into your best self, <laughs> right? Like you have to let go of some of that past you in order to bloom into you. And the same goes for when you do finally have a child and you're able to have a child, you do have to let go of the fact that you're not going to be able to just to do the things that you used to do. You're not going to unfortunately be able to like sleep in. Girl, listen, I know. I'm sorry to tell you, child. It's going to be a long time before you're able to like sleep, sleep, sleep in. Okay. That's just the reality. You got to let that go. You got to let it go. Um, you're not going to be able, you're just not able to do the things that you used to do. But by letting it go, again, by releasing the old you and grieving that part of yourself, it's okay to be sad about the fact that, dang, I can't do, I cannot do what I used to do. And I can't do it to that level. It's okay to be sad about it. And I think you should be sad about it because you cannot properly grieve if you don't allow yourself to have feelings of sadness. And so you have to be sad about it. You have to feel um, feel the loss and you have to let it go. And that will allow space again for a new you. So yeah, you might not be able to sleep in, but you know what? Now you, you are a morning person and you better tell, can't nobody tell you you can't get nothing done. Okay, in an hour or two to yourself, right? Um, you are now like engulfed in this little person's world. And yeah, you might not be able to get up and freely go, but you can now like watch this little being grow and you can try to help them and shape them into the best little person that they can be, right? So with every loss, there is a gain is all I'm trying to say, especially in regards to um, having babies and pregnancy. And even in the realm of miscarriage and pregnancy loss, there is still something that can be gained from all of those situations. Now, if you ain't, if don't none of this apply to you, if you ain't never had a miscarriage, you ain't never been pregnant, you don't have no kids, and you just trying to figure out You know, I have gone from this stage of life to this stage of life, right? Maybe you've gone from being single to married, right? Um, Or being a student to a full-time employee. And there are just some changes that are a brewing (laughs) that you are 
not used to, but trying to embrace, I would just encourage you to embrace it, right? Um, With each stage of life, there are transitions and we cannot grow and we cannot um, become the best people that we can be if we stay where we are. Like if we literally kind of stay, like if you had a state of student, then you've never, you will never experience life. You'll just experience being a student. If you stayed single, then you can never experience the possibilities of sharing your life with another person. And so, yeah, grief comes with that. And you are not necessarily um, able to get back certain parts of yourself, but you gain so much by stepping into these new transitions and stages of life. And so I think the only little thing that I can leave you with is, again, when you let some of your old self go, it makes room for you to become a new you. And, you know, I guess to end it, end it off this episode, I always like to think of the pruning process, right? Um, y'all know I got my little cherry tree if you follow me on Instagram. And I've had that tree for quite some time, I think eight years now. And the tree was in a pot. It was so little, like a little wine barrel pot. And um, you got to kind of prune sometimes. And sometimes I've had to kind of cut some of her branches off, um, which have kind of hurt my little soul, right? But in order for her to bloom and to blossom, you have to do some pruning. You have to do some cutting. You have to do some clipping. And it really is um, kind of a grieving process because you got to let that stuff go in order to bloom into your best self. There's no way a flower is going to bloom unless you prune it. If you look at roses too, like rose bushes, every year, the people that own rose bushes, you got to cut it down to almost nothing. And then by the time I think the spring comes, they are full-fledged bloomed and you would have never known. But if you had held on and tried to hold on to that old part of you, you would have never been able to see the beautiful rosebud or cherry blossom tree that you could have become, right? So I really hope that that was helpful for you all um, because that's all I got for you today. That's the end of the episode. Um, I really, again, want to thank you all for participating, for submitting questions, for saying what you wanted to hear me talk more about. I really do hope that I did today's topics some justice. Let me know how it was for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, You can always leave me a review on the podcast and just kind of tell me how you feel about it. Remember when you leave a review, it helps people find my podcast. So ultimately you are working with me on my mission to helping people bloom into their best self. You can always connect with me outside of my podcast. Also, Um, you can DM me on Instagram, you can email me, or you can sign up for one of my monthly newsletters. Um, All the ways that you can connect with me can be found on my website, which is www.bloomintoyourbestself.com. And it was really, really good to talk with you guys today. And so I am going to miss you all for the next couple of weeks. Um, I guess it'll be like a month and a half 
or so, um, almost two months before I do another episode. But I've enjoyed being back with you guys for these past couple of months and just kind of talking with you and sharing with you. Um, I appreciate y'all riding with me because you always do. You you stick with me. You you stay. You listen. And so I just don't take that for granted. I really. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, And so I hope y'all enjoy your summer and I hope you do something safe. I hope you do something fun. Um, I hope you get back to doing something that brings you joy. As I said, I will be back on September the 6th. That is the goal. Unless Jesus himself says otherwise, I plan on being back like I said, in your speakers, in your headphones, in your car, you know, however you streaming and listening to me, I plan to be back on September the 6th. Um, but, but until then, I'm, I'm getting my baby ready for TK. I'm getting ready for this convention, child, and I'm potty training the other one. Listen, pray for me, okay? It has been good <laughs> chatting with you guys today. And until the next time we chat, I really, really hope that you do something that will truly help you bloom into your best self.